Hey everybody and welcome to episode 83 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome to episode 83. Um... Yeah, welcome back. I've been getting lots of positive feedback from my solo podcast last week, and a lot of people saying I want you to do more of them. So, yeah, not a problem. I'll get down to doing some more solo podcasts. Um, I quite enjoy them, actually, so that's not an issue. Um, also, people still enjoying the free 4 mini course over at www.reviveyourself.co. And if you are dealing with a chronic health issue, that will help. And if you need an individual approach, then send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we can book a call and see to see if and how we can help you um, that's not a problem at all we've got uh, I think we've got one space coming up one space left at the moment of our um, of our of, of one space left to work with myself uh, coming up in October um, but yeah we can um, book a call and then if not we can book in for a later date we see how that goes otherwise um Today's interview, guys and girls, I cannot wait to get this one out to you. I've been looking to get Ruben Tabares, my first mentor on the show for over a year. He's been very, very busy working with um, boxers. He's working with David Hay, actually. Um, him and David go way back. They had a little break, a little sabbatical and, uh, for a few years, and <laughs> it was David losing a few times, actually, and they got back together recently. But Ruben is someone who's absolutely fascinating. He's got so much knowledge. He's the guy who helped me through my own health and healing, uh, well, health issues for five years and got me on the road to recovery, healed me and taught me so much. Uh, and he's got, as I said before, wealth of knowledge and I can't wait to share it with you. And as you'll see from the show, you know, we go deep into lots of different things, foods, supplements, superfoods, energy medicines, frequencies, um, cellular psychology and all about his journey as well and how he recovered from illness so without further ado here he is here's Ruben and I'll see you on the other side anyway we're off here we are we are off yeah it's much actually it's a bit just to start like this because then everyone just thinks it's a normal conversation rather mm-hmm. than two lunatics but actually I'll put this up here so Ruben welcome to the show Thanks, Ryan. I'm very good, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good. Lovely surrounding. Moved from the, the park plaza into the uh, Haymaker gym. and yeah. um, yeah. So we'd, we'd have more quiet time here. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Got that real musky smell of the gym. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, this, is, this is where the magic happens, all the blood, sweat and tears. And before people start thinking, what's that noise in the background? Where are they? We're underneath a railway arch. So the train goes past every couple of minutes. Yeah, feel like Sometimes I'm more movie. in rush hour. <laughs> yeah, feels like a rocking movie. It's really mm-hmm. good to have a conversation like this as well because mm-hmm. this flows naturally. So, for people who don't know you, mm-hmm. um, for me, probably the biggest influence on my career in the health and wellness game, considering you, the guy, I basically first mentored me mm-hmm. through my illness. Mm-hmm. Um, that was about seven, eight years ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, I think and you so, came to the gym in Old Street. Yeah, 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 the vault, one, yeah. The vault in Old Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, John, your partner at the time. I think John Stewart owns that one. And um, yeah, I've been going through a hell of a rough time with different illnesses. Been to all the doctors, really bad skin. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, acne all over my chest and back, face, um, just cysts coming up, groins everywhere. I mean, most people know my story. Oh, that's strange, do get loud. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> people know my story. Mm-hmm. But um, when I come to see you, um, I always tell it, I first saw you with, because you were training David at the time when he was going for the heavyweight title with Vladimir Klitschko. Mm-hmm. And I saw you on a show called Behind the Ropes. And mm-hmm. then I'm just like, where do I find I know, this guy? I think it was, uh, David was going to fight Nikolai Valuev. Nikolai Valuev, yeah. Yeah, six foot nine. Yeah, so I was back with David late part of 2008, yep. 2009. That was when it was, and um, I heard you talking about, and so every because I've been around a professional sport game, and everyone was talking about protein shakes and different stimulants and coffee drinks and everything like that, green and luminous Hulk shakes, mm-hmm. and I thought it was fine. And then you come up on the screen, you were talking about juicing vegetables and probiotics, and mm. you were talking about superfoods, and I was like, who's this guy? I need to see him. Mm-hmm. And... Like um, got on the internet, looked you up, had you on the phone within like an hour or so. I was like, "Well, oh, that was that was lucky." Mm-hmm. Met you the next day and literally changed my life. Do you remember what you said to me? Probably don't. Because Tell me, remind me. You were just like, "You're in a right pickle." Basically, you said you did like an evaluation. It took like an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. you were like extremely toxic. You feel the calcium in you. I can see the candida on your tongue. Like you've got candida issue. Um, like this is all a reflection of your internal health. You're mm-hmm. basically poisoning yourself, um, overstressed. You also said you want me to go down and see a guy called Dr. Jacobs yep. in Bournemouth. Yep. And um, I suppose that you probably get that with a lot of people that come and see you. Yeah, I do. Uh, some some are worse than others. Um, but I, if I feel that there's an underlying issue which I may not have come across or I just want to get an overall picture of the person's health, I always send them to Dr. Jacobs mm-hmm. because then their person then reports back to me and says, this is what Dr. Jacobs found. And according to what Dr. Jacobs, Jacobs finds, um, I then know what I'm tackling. Um, yeah, it gives you more like, don't, yeah, it gives you rather than like, yeah, overall approach, which generally works for a lot of things anyway, but it gives you a more detailed yeah. analysis. Yeah. yeah, and he found... Coxsackie A, Coxsackie B, found mm-hmm. all different heavy metals in me, found lots of different things, parasites and stuff. And yeah, that was when I started delving into this sort of game. And um, yeah, it opened my eyes up to a world I didn't even know. I was like taking, obviously, anti candida um, diet, went anti candida diet, different supplements to cleanse my liver, colon. Uh, I think we had, yeah, completely cleaned me out. And it was just like talking about foods and teas and different things like tinctures I never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. First of all, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. No, to be honest, um, and I'm not just saying this, thank you because your testament to what happens to a human being when they take, first of all, when they're ready to listen to advice, and then when they are ready to listen to it, what happens when they stick to it, then you open up a whole world of possibilities. And that's what a lot of people don't understand when it comes to training in their health. If they stick to what they're supposed to be sticking to um, and they believe in it and it's the right advice, then anything is possible. Yeah, it's because I think I tried every other avenue and I was like, mm-hmm. and a lot of people will then be sceptical. They'll be like, well, how is this? Because I was like, well, how does this guy know everything that all these MDs and mm-hmm. specialist consultants don't? And but when you've been through all surgeries, antibiotics, IVs, injections, steroid injections, when you've been through it all and it's not working, you think something's not right here. Mm. You give them anything and go, and then when it works, you go, oh my god, how 
does the world not know about this? Mm-hmm. And that's why I do this because I want to get yeah. it out to people because there's so many. I mean, you know, we're meant to be the most intelligent. Um, our intelligence is meant to be the greatest of all time, yet we're fatter and sicker than ever. Mm-hmm. So like everyone needs to know this. And Yeah, I mean, I think that um, when it comes to, uh, like you say, everyone's fatter and sicker than ever, a lot of that has to do with the internet. Mm. Um, because the internet is one of the greatest things ever invented, but it's also one of the worst things ever invented. Mm-hmm. Because now everyone's everyone knows everything. Because all you have to do is Google it. Yeah. And also, what makes me laugh is when people look at Wikipedia um, because they don't realize that Wikipedia is a public page. You can add to it yourself. <laughs> so um, just because something's on the internet doesn't necessarily mean it's right. And um, yeah, uh, that's that's one of the things I always try and tell people. I mean, I was doing a I was a health expo in Dublin a couple of weeks ago, and I was speaking about longevity, al- um, the alkaline diet, um, what I do with my athletes, uh, what I do with my clients in general, what I do with my children, and what I do with myself and my family. Um, and I was speaking about water and the frequency in water, and we can go into that later on. Um, and after I finished speaking, um, I said, does anyone have any questions? And I don't know how many hundreds of people that were there. Everyone raised their hand because everyone wanted to know something different. And so I answered as many questions as I could. And then I said, I'm going to be in this stand. Um, so come there and I'll answer all your questions. And there was one particular young lady, uh, she's 26. She had been to see every single doctor she'd been to see nutritionists dietitians everybody uh, and I'm a nutritionist myself so I'm not knocking it uh, but the nutritionist had given her a blood test and according to what he'd found in that blood test he was prescribing single supplements for that so if she was low in um, uh, vitamin B12 he was saying right you need to take vitamin B12 but what I, when I first studied nutrition and now what I understand is if you're low in vitamin B12 and you're taking a vitamin B12 supplement the cobalamin is B12 and the prefix before it tells you where it came from so if it's cyanocobalamin it's usually man-made and it has a cyanide molecule attached to it if it's methylcobalamin then it comes from nature etc etc but what people don't understand is that methylcobalamin is $7,000 per kilo more expensive to make because it comes from a natural source, then cyanocobalamin. Mm. So if you start making vitamins and minerals, which are all naturally made, the the vitamin becomes so expensive, it's pointless to sell it. And so it it becomes like an economics thing and it becomes a financial issue. Um, And basically the nutritionist who was working with this young lady had given her 40 different supplements. Imagine taking 40 different pills a day she said she could hear her stomach rattling. Mm. And when I spent, it took me about five minutes, asked her some questions. I'm a problem solver. So when I ask people questions, I'm not asking questions just because I'm asking random questions. Or uh, I also listen to the, if you listen to the words that a person gives in their answer. So, oh, if I ask them, is that clear? And they say, that's crystal clear. All of those things, as silly as they may sound, they paint a picture in my head. 
And then from that, I'm able to determine what's wrong with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just comes from years of doing this and studying and research and, and doing it, living it, breathing it. And so I basically said to her, stop taking all the supplements, do this, this and that, and tell me how you feel in a week. And after feeling ill for years, she said that was the best she'd felt after just one week. So it... You're right. I'm, I'm very happy that you're doing this podcast because um, yeah. I know I'm I'm a little bit of a <laughs> of a hermit when it comes to social media mm. uh, interviews. It took me ages to get you. Yeah, I've been, been messaging you for a year. <laughs> um, it takes me ages because I just I'm always busy with other things. So I'm I'm, I'm happy you're doing this. Yeah. Well, no, with that as well. There's a difference between. I mean, it's a problem as well. There's so much, many people out there. Now the quality's been diluted and you always say the cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, I deal with clients the same as you've been to all, not only, not only um, doctors, but all the other nutritionists or dietitians and people don't understand what these guys study as well. And as you know, health isn't, well, it, diet's a huge part of it, but then you've got to look at what else is coming in in terms of their water, mm-hmm. where they sleep in, what's their overall stress. Mm-hmm. It all makes a huge difference. Yeah, if someone's stressed beyond belief, you can give them, when well, they've got adrenal problems or whatever, you can give them licorice root. Well, there's not enough licorice root in the world if they've got a marriage marriage problem mm-hmm. that's at the root of it. And, um, yeah. you know, and as you said, but the other thing about, about it was, your approach when we did it your approach was that it was all encompassing which I've taken on on board but um, it was the fact that when when everything we did had a purpose behind it but it was in it was in stages as well so Mm -hmm. it was a lot of people say do this diet go away but it was no we we had to clear out certain things and then we went forward which was a which was a big um, I think it was that's what a lot of people will forget as well they go and see a nutritionist they give them a program they come back in like six weeks whatever but it's also the fact that I was seeing you as well probably once a week mm-hmm. so you could keep an eye on me and I yeah. think that's very important because yeah, yeah. you can see how Especially people are in the, initials, in the yeah. initial stage I mean like I said you've taken it on board and you've taken it your own mm. way and you've done your research and I know you're a very knowledgeable guy and um <clears throat> Well, the research is interesting, just quick before you say that, because mm-hmm. what you said before, people go on the internet, and even if they, they go, well, I looked that up, it's like, yeah, but you went to a site where the algorithm's taken you, which is a, which is like a mainstream site, so most people don't even know where to look. Yeah, no, so the websites exactly. you were telling, exactly. telling me to go on, mm-hmm. they're underground websites, and then people go, oh, it's quackery. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, all the quacks are the people that have helped all the, all the people in the world get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, and, 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 you know, uh, I'm writing a book at the moment, um, hopefully out for release next year and when I'll be speaking to publishers they all say the same thing to me if you had a bigger social media following it would be a lot easier for you to get the kind of publishing book deal that you want because I want to write three books specifically for a reason um, which will become clear as they come out um, and I always say that's crazy that's crazy so if I have a huge social media following the people that I follow are not on social media mm. the people that I follow yeah are doctors who are naturopathic doctors who are usually about 60, 70, 80 years old and they've got a world of knowledge and experience the people that I follow are people that when you look at some of their lectures and videos on YouTube they've got 60 views but unfortunately we live in a world where if some kid Marking. does some stupid stunt falling down the stairs, he'll get 11, 12, 15 million views because that's 
the, culture. the that's the culture that we're in right now. So unfortunately, getting the right information is hard because of exactly that reason. Yeah. So it's mm. it's why sometimes the best mark, the best, most popular trainers aren't the ones that are the best. They're just the best marketers, for example. Yeah. And when you're saying that, so I remember one of the videos that should have been you made me made me watch, especially when we were first talking. One was Doctor Robert Wilmer mm-hmm. about um, frequencies. Frequencies and the other one was Beck, I think. No, Wilma, Wilma, oh, no, sorry. Wilma, Wilma, Wilma was about, was about HIV, HIV, and HIV yeah. Dr. Bob Beck was yeah. about frequencies yeah, and so viruses. Yeah, he was doing about the cladial silver, and mm-hmm. uh, Wilma was talking about the deadly deception, biggest mm-hmm. deception of all time. And you can people can still go and look up on YouTube, it's on there. Every time I get my clients to watch it, they're blown away. Mm-hmm. And he's going, This guy's taking HIV and injecting it into himself yeah. on stage and going, You can't catch HIV from sex or from kiss or anything like that. This would probably get a lot of ears going right now. Um, well, having said it. that, kids, let me tell you, there's a huge epidemic of sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, always practice safe sex yeah, yeah. because one, you don't want to get someone pregnant uh, or get pregnant yourself if you're not ready for it or not in a, in, a, in a stable relationship. And the other thing is, you don't want to be catching oh, yeah, yeah. things unnecessarily. So I know you. It was. It wasn't that. really about that. It was. It was. I know you mean 100% completely ruined there. It was more about the fact that how they made it this epidemic and how everyone's going to die and and. And I think in the film come out Dallas Buyers Club with Matthew McConaughey and he got it and he, he started having all supplements and doing things right and they were all living and like the, the authorities come and shut him down because mm-hmm. no one was taking their well, I think it was called Anzac or something the drug yeah, that the kills drug. people in like mm-hmm. six months mm-hmm. and they give them blood transfusion and they get a little yeah. bit better anyway this is one of the things I was just saying on the videos and I was like and then you for me, I went on a bit of a crusade trying to tell everyone everyone thought I was nuts for about two years <laughs> and then you start getting results and I was yeah. like hmm and then seven, eight years later, yeah. it's like... I mean, I always uh, tell my children uh, the story of uh, the crabs and how they catch crabs in the Caribbean. I, met this, I, I use this all the time for me. Um, Go ahead. Um, and they basically they weave a basket from straw and it kind of looks like an hourglass, but it's got a huge bottom and then a narrow top. And they put rocks in it and rotting fish and they throw it in the sea. And the crabs smell the rotting fish and they come and they climb up into the basket and start eating the fish. When there's enough crabs in there, the crabs realise, wait a minute, something's going on here. We're trapped. But there's always one crab that works out how to get its way out of that woven basket. And when the other crabs see that happening, they pull it down because they don't want to see it do something that they're not doing. They don't want to see it go free where they're going to stay in in the in a situation where they can potentially you know they, they sense what's coming die yeah. yeah and if the crab continues to climb they eventually pull its claws off so I always say to really? my children yeah, pull its claws straight off yeah so I always say to my children you know when the world needs free thinking individuals um, and as long as you're that and you question everything because when you're a child you question absolutely everything and as we get older we just stop asking questions. We stop questioning. People, people just say, oh, everyone knows that. Yeah. Or oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I uh, think that's the, that's the worst sentence mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, pioneers usually end up with arrows in their back or if in America, in a river somewhere these days. Yeah. But you've got, so you've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. But because these companies, I was th- talking about the next one is, um, I, want to, I want to go into how you start with this, but the next one is where we're on it. I mean, big pharma's got so much money. I mean, and if you get the truth out about some of these diseases, they're going to lose billions, if not trillions. And now uh, the uh, mobile companies are far, four times more powerful than them. Mm-hmm. And with 5G coming out, 6G, 7G, all this, 
and how bad that is. It's like you know, I always, I always, I never sleep with a phone in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, Wi-Fi when, off at night. Yeah, Wi-Fi. Uh, I put it on airplane mode. Uh, but your house Wi-Fi off at night? Uh, no, because the inside of our we should really, but the inside of our bedrooms is lined with copper. Oh, okay. Um, and so. In any case, you walk into a bedroom in my house, you won't get any Wi-Fi. Um, and by the Wi-Fi, there's, we have this little thing. I forget the name of it. Someone gave it to me years ago. It's like a, it's like a frequency blocker, is it? Yeah. Um, and we have that. We have nothing electrical in the rooms. The beds face the north. Um, you know, yeah. all, all the stuff that uh, our ah. beds are made of oak uh, or wood. Um, and just the little things that we find is important for greater quality of living. Some people may want to get like a big massive car and um, they will spend money on things that for me aren't important and I know we're all different but those things make a huge difference to, to our quality of life. I mean like for example my son is a tremendous athlete. He's 13, and he's he breaks all sorts of school records. I think I looked up his time when he was 11 over 100 meters, and he doesn't train for the 100 meters. He just plays football, plays rugby, does. He's got some good jeans, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got some of my jeans, which helps. And <laughs> <laughs> we go into that. Um, but he he was the fourth fastest 11 year old in times in when he was 11. Mm. You know, and now he's shot up, so he's lost some of the speed, and he has to grow into his body, and you have to be patient with that, yeah. and all the rest of it. And he wants to be a footballer, but he's still um, a modern kid, though, right? Isn't yeah. he still? It's like you; you're still a modern man. You're not seeing it at Paul Trip sometimes. He, I love Paul Trip, but he can, he's walking around in some like obviously he never wears any man-made materials and stuff, but because it disrupts your energy field, and I completely understand that. And if you do like deep shamanic journeys, people can feel like they're claustrophobic in their clothes, and I get that. But mm-hmm. generally, day to day, if you're doing nothing is right, you're still modern man, you know. You still wear your clothes, yeah. and you're not, you're not, you're not like we don't want anyone being sitting in the Himalayas and just mm-hmm. can't get lost. But you see, twenty people like you see, little things. things, yeah, it's little, little things, right? It's the little things. It's the same as I think one of the first things I got you to change was your toothpaste. Yeah, um, and. People still have fluoride in the toothpaste, it blows my mind. Yeah, people still have fluoride in their toothpaste, sodium lauryl sulfate, which is a neurotoxin. Um, And all I say is, let that toothpaste run out. Yeah, if it means that much to you, that you don't want to get rid of it straight away, let it run out. Yeah. It costs five pounds. <laughs> and then, no, you buy the one right next to Colgate, which is fluoride-free or yeah. aloe vera tooth gel and stuff, and it costs around about the same amount of money. But... What it's doing is giving you a greater quality of life later on mm-hmm. because uh, what people don't understand is when those toxic chemicals come into your system, the, the liver, which is the master organ, realizes that they shouldn't be in your system, so it wraps them in fat and stores them. And then it keeps, oh my God, here's mercury, wrap it in fat and store it. There's lead pollution from cars, wrap it in fat and store it. Uh, sodium fluoride wrap it in fat and store it and it just keeps doing that and then as we get older we start finding all these little problem areas why is this fat here it wasn't there before and it's because your your system is is toxic if you're eating properly you still need to to 
pay attention to the little things which make a massive difference. That's why every day you do certain things that cleanse your body. Right? And you talked about supplements before, very much different than supplements. So, for example, I have supplements every day, mm-hmm. but they're not like they're not synthetic supplements. Yeah, they're, they're whole they're, food. They're, they're very different. You know, superfoods. Yeah, but they're so very different. When you talk, so when someone like you mm-hmm. talks to me about supplements, I know they're not supplements. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know. It's not ascorbic acid. Yeah, yeah. yeah which um, I'm pretty sure we spoke about this years ago. Mm-hmm. Ascorbic acid is made with coal tar and volatile acids and all sorts of things. And um, it is not vitamin C. It's the outside shell of vitamin C. Vitamin C is an eight-molecule compound. It has rutin, which thins your blood. It has vitamins J, K, and P, ascorbinogen, tyrosinase. It has all of these different things which when you ingest it, your body knows exactly what to do with them. And the ascorbic acid, the outside shell, stops it from going off Mm. when it's naturally occurring. Now, man-made vitamin C can't make all of those, that eight molecule compound, so they make the outside shell. So I always liken it to me giving you an egg Without the egg, just the eggshell. Without the egg in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just no rest. egg, just the eggshell. Yeah, yeah. And there you go. There's an egg. Eat that. You're just eating the shell. Mm. Yeah. Where's the egg? Um, and so when you talk about supplements, mm. it's completely different to yeah. someone else saying, "Oh, I'm on this many supplements and that many supplements." Holland and, Holland and McDonald's. That you should get them from. Huh? Holland and McDonald's. I call it. You know, yeah. Holland and Barrett. They're just yeah. toxic synthetic chemicals that your body I was can't process. Talking about Holland and Barrett this morning, saying that they follow me on on Instagram and Twitter, and that every time I talk about, oh, I like the superfood or that superfood, it then ends up somehow really quickly in Holland and Barrett's, <laughs> which is a good thing. Which is oh, a good yeah, thing. it is a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a good thing. It's just, there's lots of things that people like you're buying, and I'm like, that, it's like, that's, as you said, it's it's a derivative or it's not the actual whole complex of a food. And and things are generally phenomenal. They stay around a long time because mm-hmm. they work. Yeah. Um, one of the products on the market that we use is Living Fuel, and it's been around for like 15 years. So it's got nutritionist, scientist, doctor. The complex hasn't changed. It was made by a guy called Casey Gracie, whose wife was really ill, and he was lucky he was a millionaire, and he came out and he started making it. And mm-hmm. these things have been around. I know you have been, you're starting to do your own superfoods and stuff, and I remember when you, when you and Pete did them as well and they tasted good um, and these are things I say to people every day you do that every day and you lemon water and your probiotics and you start to chill out heavy metals and toxins mm-hmm. it's a big thing but let's go back because this is something that you got into mm-hmm. when you were young right because most people like myself get ill mm-hmm. live the modern lifestyle they get ill they go to a doctor's nothing works they wonder why they, they end up down the rabbit hole because they find out what works or they mm-hmm. don't they end up in an even worse state mm-hmm. um how did you get into it and because was it your mum who got you into this so basically I am I was born in Colombia um uh, my great grandmother was from Seville in Spain and um she somehow ended up in South America um so that side of my family is Spanish South American and then my dad's side of the family were black uh ended up in South America from the slave trade centuries ago um, and they were Nigerian so I have all those mixes in me I was born in South America in Colombia and I came here when I was six um, something like that And but by that time um, I had a lot of I'd had a lot of superfoods by that time because my mum 
breastfed me for a year and then she couldn't uh, continue to be at home because she had to go and work. So uh, they would leave bottles with not formula milk because that kind of stuff didn't exist in Colombia at the time. It still shouldn't exist now. (laughs) Um, But it was... um, like coconut water with maca and cacao and camu, camu. camu, acerola, cherry, all of those things in a bottle. And that was my new formula milk. And it had uh, some raw butter and uh, coconut oil and things like that. So it was as close to breast milk as you could find. And so I grew up on things like that. Some of my favorite fruits you still cannot find on the market. Um, at the moment, I'm trying hard to go there and um, have them made in the process, which is they're freeze-dried and then brought over here. <clears throat> so we'll see, because I want to introduce them to the rest of the world. But, yeah, I, I grew up in all of those things, and then when I was extremely healthy growing up, um, but I think when I was in secondary school, I must have been about 12 they they vaccinated everybody for the polio vaccine and then measles, mumps, rubella, all that kind of stuff. And We could be all day, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get into that or anything else. <laughs> so um, by the time I was 18, I'd won the European Junior Championships in Croatia. Right, so, right. so for people that don't realise, I'll, I'll probably say it beforehand, but former 400-metre hurdler. Yeah, England and Great Britain International yep. 400 meter hurdle. And so, when you were young, you played all sports, but you got into athletics. Was the one you really liked? Uh, I, I wasn't when I was younger. I wasn't into that much into sports. I was uh, at the Royal Ballet School. Okay, so I was like, that's a great place to start, though, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I was at the Royal Ballet School from the age of probably about eight until thirteen. Um, uh, I went to the White Lodge, um, and. By the age of about 13, almost 14, I didn't want my my friends to find out I was a ballet dancer. And, you know, you get into that whole yeah, yeah, teenage yeah. thing. And um, I said to my mom, I'm going to go and do do sport. Yeah, sorry about the trains, everybody. <laughs> um, I'm going to go and do some sport. And my mom was very supportive, and she said, yep, go ahead. And so I was almost 14. By the time I was 15, I was English number one for my age. And then... Was it 800 metres? 400 metres hurdles. hurdles. Um, and then by the time... 400 hurdling came really easy to me because I'd been doing so much jumping as a ballet dancer that my legs were extremely strong. Mm. Um, and so within a very... It was easy for my body to swap from ballet to 400 hurdles. And you had all, you're very flexible as well. Yeah, very, very flexible. Um, and then I, by the time I was 18, I think I was, again, English, Great British number one, Great Britain number one. But didn't you tell me once you won a tournament when you were 16 or 18 and the, the winner got a, a year's free supply? Yeah, all. so I was, I was 16. <laughs> I was 16 and yeah, they gave away. I can't remember if it was a year's what, supply of McDonald's or a lifetime. <laughs> gave it to number two and said, yeah. cheers, mate. Yeah. Lifetime. Uh, supply of McDonald's and you just had to sign the back 
and I got that and a Philips shaver. I'll never forget. I got an electric Philips shaver, and I looked at myself and I thought, oh, I haven't got a beard, but I'll keep this. I'm definitely not keeping the McDonald's card, so I gave it to the first person I bumped into on the street. Um, and then I uh, oft, often joke about the fact that I hope that person's still alive. Yeah, because... <laughs> I thought you'd give us your number to think I was finish number two. Yeah, no, 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 right. no, I didn't. I, I was actually walking past the McDonald's. Some guy came out and he said, oh, I said to him, do you eat McDonald's a lot? And he said, yeah. I said, here you go. I just won this card. You can have it. And he was like, are you sure? And I said, yes. When I got home, my my mum was like, we should have sold that and got some sort of money for it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was never thinking, I was, I've never been that kind of, person that thinks like that so yeah. um yeah so i won the european junior championships i came back and i got ill um i didn't i thought it was a flu at the time uh and to cut a very long story short it ended up lasting for two and a half years this flu like symptom in my body the longest i spent in bed was three months not physically being able to get up um and i was a stubborn person very uh, you know high achiever so i would force myself to go training even though i felt like that and then i would get even worse and it just carried on for two and a half years we've got loud one there coming through that's right um and then i eventually after traveling all around the world found dr jacobs um and the irony was he's in dorset oh no yeah, after I'd been to South Africa, Thailand, America, all over the place. Um, and he said to me, what's wrong? They had found I had Epstein-Barr virus mm. through a blood test. People seem to just dismiss that these days as if it, like, it's just like normal, but it's, people don't think I understand how much it can that can actually impact someone's health, and especially their tiredness when people wipe them out. It yeah. turns into glandular fever. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is exactly what I had mm-hmm. that's where you know as well you're like mm-hmm. athlete same sort of thing and you're like you've been around because I stayed with someone who had glandular fever and I was fine until I wasn't and as you said like you wiped you out for a long period of time you come back and you wipe yourself out again yeah and you're not you're, you're not the same it takes it takes a long time and then Dr. Jacobs can only do so much with um, what he explained was that viruses are crystal-like structures and they vibrate. And when they come into your system, that vibrational frequency distorts your own vibrational frequency and you feel at dis-ease with yourself. That's where the word disease comes from. So you've got him telling me that, and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But then he found lead, mercury. Um, he found herpes simplex 2, which is the herpes virus. He found all of these different viruses, I think about seven, and all these different parasites from drinking water from from around the world and stuff. And they love, love it when your body's in this, this dysfunction, right? They just they can breed and they can just go to town. Yeah, yeah. This, this will just continue. So it's, it's, like, it's like a hamster wheel. You're on it. Once you're on it, you can't get off. So even though you've taken out superfoods beforehand, you've got this from drinking water. Where was it? Uh, from different waters around the world. Mm. Uh, it's the Epstein-Barr virus and all the rest of it. And to be honest there were aspects of my health which weren't all entirely to do with food uh, or me stressing my immune system and my body through training. There were also a lot of mental aspects which play a huge part. Um, You know, two parents that split up, 
an abusive father. Um, all of these things had basically destroyed my immune system. And the Dr. Jacobs sparked my interest and started me off in this. So I started learning nutrition, uh, sports therapy, biomechanics, uh, strength and conditioning, courses on herbs, etc., etc. And you just read from my 21st birthday, I didn't go out. I was at home reading and my friends were ringing me saying, listen, are you coming out? It's your 21st birthday. You're only 21 once. And I was at home learning about mitochondria yeah, <laughs> and the Krebs cycle and what happens inside mitochondria and stuff. I was fascinated. I was like, no, 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 we'll go out another time. And we did go out another time. Mm-hmm. But for that moment, that particular moment in time, I was engrossing what I was doing. Because so, you're healing yourself and you wanted to know it all. Yeah, exactly. So um, I then did the whole thing with Dr. Jacobs. He gave me homeopathic remedies. He gave me uh, electrotherapy. Uh, so mm. passing low levels of electricity through my system at different wavelengths to distort the things that were already in my system and then get them out. Um, he then um, gave me homeopathic remedies, which I took for three months and 14 days. And on the three months and 15th day, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I feel fantastic. This is gone. The nightmare's over after two and a half years. This is this is over. So I was really happy with it's that. A lovely moment. Yes, yeah, beautiful. But then I still found I was not entirely healthy. I was still on dairy, uh, pasteurized dairy. Um, I was doing a lot of things which I shouldn't have been doing. And then you go on this journey of healing yourself with all the things that you're you're doing, which. You fix one thing and then you find another crack. The real, the real thing is yeah, there. Yeah, and then you find that, and then you find something else. And it's, it's just—it's a long journey, it's a process. So you fix the physical, you then fix the things that are coming into your system, uh, but then you haven't dealt with the psychological. And I was very lucky. I, I found a doctor uh, called Dr. Tony Weller, who's a uh, psychologist. And initially I went to see him for sports for psychology and because my management at the time said, listen, we found this guy, we think he'll help you with sports psychology, blah, blah, blah. And I went to see him and he said, I've been doing this for 35 years, I think he said at the time. He said, I've never found, you're in the top two people. I, I can't mention the other person because he's famous and he, he, he told me he's a sportsman. He said, you're in the top two strongest minds I've ever found for sport. You cannot train for a year and then I'll put you in the race starting uh, line and you'll think and you'll know that you can win and that's me that's always been me and he was right he said but we have to deal with issues to do with your dad and I was like I don't have any issues my dad I haven't seen the guy since I was very small you know I don't I don't have any issues there he said yes you do we went back and forth for a while then he eventually convinced me and he was a cellular psychologist, so we went in and did psychology at the cellular level to for the cells to release the pain that they'd been in throughout all that time. And we did that. Uh, we also did psychology on uh, cellular psychology on the cells to release the the fact that my ancestors my ancestors had been slaves and all the shame that had been passed from cell to cell because he said that's the thing believe it or not yeah of course it is 
and but um, people it's the same for people out there like who think this is this is a bit out there once you get into this sort of the deep depth of this it's something Paul Trek talks about a lot I was talking about Paul because he's someone who's encompassed it. we put it all like you went to different people we put it all together and he was saying people that get allergies from food or they can get food um, intolerances and mm-hmm. can have, be very sensitive to criticism mm-hmm. from their parents from the ages of 0 to 7 7 to yeah. 14 and it's the same sort of thing that you carry it around in you or, yeah. and that can cause problems especially with your immune system exactly and so so we did this work every Friday for about a year mm. and then for a year people yeah. you know for not for a <laughs> week or two for a year yeah for a year and then I'll never forget I went and turned up to his office at like 8 o'clock in the morning I went to his house and we did the last session, but we didn't realise it was the last session. Well, I didn't realise. He, he knew. And he... I broke down and started crying like a baby for hours. And then when we finished, I went home and I went to my manager's house, actually, and I said, listen, I just... Because I can't even get home because it was, like, double the journey. So I rang her and I said, I need to crash out. And her and her husband were in. And she, she said, yeah, yeah, come and crash out. This was Friday afternoon, and I woke up on Sunday evening, and she was ringing the psychologist saying, "What? I think he slipped into a coma. Yeah, what the hell? I've been trying to prod him to wake him up, and he's not waking up." And the the, the psychologist said, "Oh no, no, no! Leave him, leave him. Um, he he's uh, he's deleting files from his brain." Yeah, and I'll never forget when I woke up. I've never felt that light in my life. So all the energy that it takes for your brain to hold on to issues, because your brain always wants to keep you from from harm and hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, if there's anything that's causing that harm or hurt, it'll lock it up in a little box and store it away. And it takes a lot of energy to keep that stored there. That's your reptile and brain. That's right? just one, yeah, and that's just one. It, when you start talking about many different things. It takes a, a collectively a lot of energy to keep that there. So when I woke up, I felt very light, and my life has been great ever since. I have not. I'm glad I did all that work with him then because it means meant that I've not passed any issues on to my son. We have a great relationship, same as my daughter, who teaches me, you know, the power of women every single day <laughs> and how that's different to being a man. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's a it's a long journey, and if you're willing to work on yourself, the reward for it is fantastic because you wake up every day you feel great. So from so from it's just wake up every day you feel great. Also, you can then know how to how to work on yourself. You know, you're, you're your own best doctor. But all, the other thing that is really important for people to take from that is this wasn't a this wasn't a process that took a week or two or even a couple of months it went over years of getting yourself better and so people some people you know instant gratification in society of fast yeah. food and Wi-Fi and 5G this is something why everyone's such such a low vibrational level because these you said these files keep getting stored and they don't want to do the work to to, 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 to declutter them absolutely and you know the, the other thing because you're talking about vibrational frequencies that people don't a lot of people don't realize is you when you're healthy you have your own vibrational frequency and you have you could both electromagnetic frequencies as well from your heart from your brain and it reaches out further than our arms spread out so when you come into contact with someone your frequencies and your fields are mixing Mm. um 
So when you have to do all of this work on yourself and you're on this journey to getting better, you have to realize that those same you, you have your own vibrational frequency, but in order for your vibrational frequency to keep rising and getting more and more energy and rising to higher fields, yeah, you have to nourish that in the same way that you can't put diesel in a rocket fuel in a rocket ship ship and get it to leave the earth's orbit you can't put rubbish in your system and expect to reach higher levels of consciousness and that's both in your mouth and your eyes and everything everything everything. so um one of the things i spoke about in dublin was uh, when i went on this talk was that uh food also has a vibrational frequency and um they actually photograph it now and they can measure it and secret life of plants i think is a great book for that yeah and so the, the vibrational frequency of highly nutritious food is tiny and it's the same vibrational frequency that you give off when you're in love or you're happy so like attracts like start on that. <laughs> like attracts like so the reason why you feel like when you're on a health journey, you feel like eating healthier is because like attracts like. So what happens is the you are what you eat, we've all heard that, or you are what you can absorb, which is what I prefer. Um, but when you eat high vibrational frequency foods, they come in and if you can imagine your double helix, like a twisted ladder, and you've got all the amino acid sequences along that ladder, when those high vibrational frequency foods come in, they touch more frequency, more sequences along your DNA, so they awaken different parts of your intelligence. Yeah, so that's why you need to eat like that. At the same time, if you look at someone who's depressed or unhappy, they have a huge vibrational frequency. The wavelength is big, and that is the same as food that's been in the microwave or processed food or McDonald's or, God forbid, KFC or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And so that's why when people are depressed or unhappy. They feel like having junk food because like attracts like. Yep. And that frequency food misses more sequences along your DNA. Um, so uh, I, I always try to get people or encourage people to realize that this, your body is your, your temple and a lot of people don't treat it that way and they expect that when something goes wrong after years of abuse negligence and negligence uh, and ignorance uh, because they haven't informed themselves that it should be fixed straight away but if you've abused it for years it's going to take a lot quite a long time well, not years yeah they, but they try and fix it as well with allopathic medicine which is this poison which this is because one, one sometimes ignorance the other part of it is in our society, people just don't know because they're not told because of the way that everything is. It's all geared towards people not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, and I said before, it's like the scene in the Matrix where you talk about the red pill the, or the blue pill. Mm-hmm. And if you take the right one, you go down a rabbit hole. You, but otherwise, people, you know, you walk down the street and you're never going to cost a coffee on every corner, McDonald's, pub, etc. Um, and when you're healthy, you can do those things a little bit and it doesn't matter so much. Yeah. But when you're not, it's just burying yourself. Or, you know, I... I like bullet coffee, but I came up with my own version of it, which doesn't have coffee. 
and has raw butter and um, what else does it have? Coconut oil, turmeric, ginger, Correct. spices mm. and things. And when people taste it, they say, wow, this thing tastes unbelievable. Phenomenal. Yeah. But it just it takes a little bit of time at home. So instead of putting an instant coffee in or something, it takes me, what, probably about three minutes. So whilst the kettle is boiling, I prepare everything else. Yeah. And then it takes, yeah, that's it, three minutes to make your own thing. It's not a microwave, right? It's just, it's just no reason to ever oh. use one. Oh, I, you know, someone... Uh, and by the way, I, I really like the body coach before anyone starts uh, slating me. I, I think he's done really well with getting people the masses moving, and you know, so it's a, it's a starting point. Mm. Um, but someone sent me something to do with him years ago and said, "Oh, what do you think of this guy? Do you think he's really good?" And the first thing I saw him doing was putting cutting an avocado in half, taking the, the seed out putting an egg where the half the the hole is and then sticking that in the out in the microwave mm. and I wrote back and I said you know I sent the person a, a research paper um, from Dr. Mercola um, and if people were still arguing the microwaves were okay I was like well, why do they put well the research not- paper says otherwise the research oh, paper yeah. now says that anything you put in the microwave you destroy 97% of the nutrition so the, the nutrition left is equivalent to that of cardboard. So why would you be putting anything in the microwave? It's crazy. When then they you have put, to they, detox from... Yeah, they put on it now even unsuitable for baby's milk. It's like, well, if it's unsuitable for baby's milk, would you, is it, you're still a human. Yeah, like, do you it's unsuitable really for you? everything. Yeah. So it, we, I've, never, I've never, unless someone's given it to me without me knowing, without my knowledge, I've never used a microwave and I've never eaten anything that's from a microwave. Mm. You know, we've never, and you find that in poorer countries, that no one can afford a microwave. Well, they cook. Anyway. They cook. They right? cook. So yeah. everybody cooks. They might use um, a few rancid oils now, which is another problem. Like yeah. the rapeseed and canola, they might use yeah. a little bit of MSG in some of these countries as well. Yeah. But generally, the cooking methods are well, it's old, it's traditional, right? Mm-hmm. They they yeah. don't have TVs in their room. They go to sleep, you mm-hmm. know. And some of them are really happy. Yeah, it's amazing how happy they are. Yeah. Uh, guys on the beach in Thailand are selling coconuts and they're smiling. Mm-hmm. And you got people here driving Porsches and they've got the hump all the time. And you know, it's just amazing how a lot of my clients come to me because they're extremely wealthy, but they can't enjoy that wealth because they've broken their bodies trying to get that wealth in the first place. You know, so. So a balancing act, right? Yeah, so it's, then you start again, and you start one thing at a time. We change one thing every 15 days. It takes about two weeks for something to become a habit. So you don't bombard the person, and you also look at their psych- the psychology of the person, and you think, this person can't take more than one thing a month, so let's do that. And then you try and change one thing, but you change the most important thing according to that person, and then they start feeling better, and then it's an achievable it's achievable what they're doing and then it becomes an obsession because they're like oh I did that that worked okay what else is, oh, that works as well okay and then you just keep seeing this believing for a lot yeah. of people right yeah what is the um, so you mentioned it in, in a couple of times throughout the interview you know you love a lot of plant based foods or superfoods you mentioned a couple of times about raw butter mm-hmm. um, and obviously you said dairy but pasteurised dairy so I know that you've I mean with, with me but um, nowadays there's a big thing 
vegans, which is basically like a religion now. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's not vegan is a, a, a bad person. Mm-hmm. And then there's a carnivore diet of people curing themselves of all sorts of diseases, eating meat. And I think there's the two ends of the spectrum, but somewhere in between. Yeah, I mean... Is that where you sit? You still have meat? Yeah, oh, yeah I still have meat. I have bone broth. Mm-hmm. Very important for me. Um, people who do sport, a lot of sport like we do, um, and my children... Muscular skeletal system needs it, right? Yeah, a lot of people. It's, it's, and I really enjoy making my bone broth. I really enjoy making it. Um, I roast the bones first for 20 minutes and then put them in with apple cider vinegar and all really, yeah. root vegetables and herbs and all these things. And one thing I, I don't agree with is anything that's done as an obsession or anything that's done as... or anything that's pushed down your throat as this should be, you know, the way you should live. Because, for example, I'll give you an example. You talk about veganism. There was a research paper published, and I can't remember. I'm really sorry for everyone listening. Uh, I'll try and dig it out so that you can put it up. Um, They tracked vegans for five years and anyone who's vegan for longer than five years their brains start start to shrink because they're not getting the right fat and i think i was speaking to my friend who's having a baby soon yesterday and he was saying oh you know i'm worried that when my wife has the baby she might get the baby blues and all that kind of stuff and i said just make sure she's eating fat breast milk if women are listening to this and you're breastfeeding breast milk is primarily made of fat cholesterol fat yeah and if you're not having enough fat in your diet the body finds a way so your brain is about 90% fat so it starts taking the fat from your brain and then you don't start functioning properly and you can't think properly because your brain is being depleted so that's where that whole thing comes from so if you're supplementing well with good fats etc then you're going to be okay you know it works for everyone it's like mm-hmm. first of all everyone's different yeah uh, and second of all people doing different things yeah um, it's different on the inside or on the outside so thinking what one approach works for everyone is just crazy but it's just and, and it's it's something that people throughout time have done yeah. and it seems to work and it's balance yeah balance exactly balance. and you know uh, when I was training David Hay for example we haven't got onto that yet yeah, we have David, to come back probably yeah, David Hay was a was a heavyweight so I would train him differently than I would train Amir Khan mm. who was a welterweight and I would train him differently than I would train George Groza, who's a super middleweight. And one is white, one is Pakistani, one is black. They all have a different makeup. Um, they, they're all different weights. They all respond to different things. So you have to find a way to train that person um, perfectly for their, for their system, for their way of life, how they've trained in the past, adding things to make sure that they become a more well-rounded fighter. You're not going to train everyone the same way because then it, that doesn't make sense that wouldn't make me a good trainer mm. you know it's not, it's not, it's not one size fits all it's yeah, just exactly. why it's why what way I would say it's the way you work why I work we've got different we've got certain we always say to people that we've got a standard structure but there's no standard process because there's no standard person mm-hmm. and like we have like certain things that we like to do and certain things always come out and, and at certain times but you said yeah once again vegans you think they're healthy but they're having loads of bread and you're like 
you're not getting the picture here. There's certain mm. things that are very toxic, and you say having that individualized approach makes a huge difference because, as you say, everyone's so different. And uh, I mean, especially when you're training someone at that level as well, their I mean, their their performance is their livelihood. Mm-hmm. So if you just give him a cut, a cut with a, with a cookie cutter program. It's going to make him terrible, but then it's going to look bad on you. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when you train people like David, he has uh, over the years he's he has different offers from different people. I can do this, I can do that, blah blah. blah. But he's intelligent enough to know what works and what we were doing for a long time worked. There was a break in what the work that we were doing. I think between 2013 and 2018, uh, which um. So very I'm, sad, is it, yeah, I'm very sad about because it disrupted what he'd been doing throughout his whole life. I mean, I always made him get to fights healthy. Uh, there were the rules when you train at that level. Well, you're the first person as well who, when I spoke to him, he was training. You were training at MMA at the time, and you fighters. I used to be shown by boxers and um, heavyweight and UFC fighters, and they used to kill themselves to make weight. You're mm-hmm. the first person that I. Spoke to when you train Amir Khan. He made weight without having three to days. Amir made weight three days before the weigh-in, and he was three pounds underweight. And he was so nervous. I actually had him on scales, and I'd hand him his food, and I'd say, "Look at the scales, and you've got the plate and the spoon in your hand as well, <laughs> which you're not going to be eating. And do you still? Are you still going to go overweight? No." then don't worry about it and I would weigh his food and we'd do things meticulously and so I actually carved him up but he wasn't in a sauna no never never never. he was well hydrated it's crazy when you realise how much work it takes to hydrate to dehydrate oh my god it's like insane so then boxes come in the ring and they can get brain damage from being mm-hmm. punched and they're not at their best I always say that one thing I like good about heavyweights is you can come in just feeling your best yeah. there's a lot of people cut and cut and cut mm-hmm. I'm like why don't you just pick a weight where you're really good at, at your natural weight I know because because uh, boxes balloon up in weight because they're not training and they're not eating the that's right things that's why right so if you uh, live at that all year round yeah. you can fight and it so uh you know, our boxers just walked in. Yeah, we uh, probably have to cut the interview because it's uh, getting a bit louder in here, but that's yeah, no, all right. No, it's okay. Um, so he's just come in and we're teaching him to live a certain way so that he's always ready to fight. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's never more all than a few pounds overweight. Well, all the best. Like Mayweather, looks like he's in pretty good shape all year round, mm-hmm. you know. There's obviously a difference between being ring regularly and just being, but taking a shirt off. Yeah. It's like, even you and me are sort of we're athletes. I suppose we train a lot. We play sport, but any time we take our shirt off, we can stand up and give a chat, yeah. give our tops off, yeah. um, and not be embarrassed. Whereas a lot of fighters in between fights, oh my God. they look mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially probably the best one we've had over here at like, at like light middleweight Ricky Hatton yeah. in between fights. He yeah. used to be. Yeah. Bit of a, yeah, I want to say the word disgrace, but for an athlete, that is quite bad, you know. Yeah. And so to get him to that, into that habit of just eating well and living well, mm-hmm. gets in the right place. Yeah, mate, been absolutely great talking to you. Oh, thank, thank you, you very thank much. Thank you for having me on. Um, well, I'll come uh, back on when I write this book. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back on, and uh, hopefully it won't take me a year to get you back on. No, no, no. Thank no, you very much. Not. Where can people find you if they want to have a little look? Uh, Ruben's Bar as Wellness is my Instagram. Uh, Ruben's Bar is my Twitter. And just rubentabaras.com yep. on my website. Perfect. Thank you very much, Ruben. Pleasure, right. mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. So there we have it, guys and girls. That was Ruben Tabares. Um, he didn't disappoint. 
absolutely phenomenal. Great conversation. Can't wait to get him back on as well to talk about his books that he's writing. But as you can tell, Ruben's highly intelligent. He's been there himself. He's been through it. He is a hermit. He loves to dig into all the little nuances of health and how to heal and and just psychology and all sorts of different things. As I said before, it's a very similar approach to Paul Check, but just um, we're just going about it a slightly different way. Well, not in a slightly different way, just in terms of he didn't go to one, the guy who put it together, he went to three different guys, and it's exactly the same approach, mind, body, and soul, spirit, looking at the psychological elements, or even the cells and how we carry those emotions, talking about frequencies and, and energy medicine, and viruses, and crystalline structures, and supplements, and superfoods, and you know, not having a dogma around veganism or any way of eating, um, talking about balance, and then about training and performance, you know, it's just a phenomenal interview, um, and he's just a phenomenal guy, uh, and I can't wait to get him back on the show, and, um, you know, someone who helped me through and taught me, and now, luckily, uh, as he said before, you know, it's lovely when, when I teach people and they go on to, to do their own thing and to help others. It's a very, very important part. People in the health industry, sometimes they get annoyed when they see other people uh, getting clients. And I'm like, guys, girls, everyone's ill. There's enough clients to go around. There's no need to be to be worried about that. You know, you let people go with who they resonate with. Um, really, really important. There's so many people that are real and so many people that you can help. And you can't help everyone. There's only a certain amount of people you can help. And that's why, as I said before, my aim is to try and help over a million people in the next... Um, Couple few years, whether that be, I mean, it won't be able to do one on one, but whether that be with supplements that you buy, whether that be with just listening to the podcast and getting that information out to you. Um, and that's what I want to do, affect over a million lives uh, within the next five years, and then after that, we go even further. Um, and hopefully, just by getting people like Ruben on, you can tell he's not just passionate, but he really cares. And that's the thing, he talks, um, he's given talks all around the world, and He's been around the world to study just like I did, you know, and it's funny, he's one of the guys that both use now, he's in England, um, been all around, and it's just funny how that how that works, you know, and so, I hope you got as much from the interview, um, from it, I hope you got much, as much from the interview as I did fun from doing it with Ruben, um, because, you know, he's just someone I really enjoy being around, and he's just got a really good energy, um, and you always say that some of the five people you spend, spend the most time with, um, so I'm going to be looking to spend some more time with Ruben like I used to uh, try and get in around him just because it helps the more I'm around those sort of people the, the higher my fre- vibrational frequency is the more I can help people like that um, so guys and girls let me know what you thought about that interview and give me some feedback uh, as I said before guys if you're looking for any um, any uh, help at the moment we've still got our 3-4 day mini course over at www.reviveyourself.co and if you're looking for any one-to-one help you've been dealing with chronic issues for a while uh, then give me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or obviously you've got the contact link at reviveyourself.co www.reviveyourself.co contact me there otherwise guys and girls I've got a great interview coming up with Mark McAfee all about raw milk that's going to be a, a, a humdinger I should say a lot of people always talk about raw milk being um, bad food, especially vegans, or or raw milk being dangerous for you because you can get tuberculosis, etc. So we're talking of talking to Mark McCaffrey from Organic Pastures all about that next week. So um, yeah, any questions you've got on that, 
that would be interesting after that interview. Uh, it would be a powerful one. But otherwise, guys, that was Ruben. That was me. You can find Ruben at rubentobares.com. You can find him at on, on Instagram as well, Ruben Tobares Wellness, or on Twitter, Ruben Tobares. Otherwise, guys, that's it for this week. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.